and welcome to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass in which we explore the impact of music on our lives. In today's episode, we hear Drum and Brass director Judy Hogarth talking to Jarmaine Davis. This episode was recorded in May 2021, and it's with great sadness that we report the death of Jarmaine on Friday, June the 25th, 2021. Jarmaine, or just Jarmaine, was a rapper and designer who faced tragedy with art. When his friend was knifed to death, Jarmaine decided he had to change his life. He created Stop the Bloodshed UK and he took his message out on the streets. In this podcast, Jarmaine talked to drum and brass director Judy Hogarth about prison, art and resilience. Jermaine Davis, it is really, really nice to speak to you. So we met probably three, four years ago now. So outside DMU. Longer than that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, time passes so quickly. When you appeared in our play, yeah. and we did that um performance. So I'm gonna ask you first of all, I'm gonna talk about music and what it means to you and kind of what you've done with it and um i just wondered if you had a very earliest musical memory what is it making music kind of when you were really young like what did you listen to or do you remember anything that you listened to no i didn't really i didn't really have much choice of uh, what I could watch or what I could listen to because I was adopted and they kind of controlled everything that I had or didn't have. So I used to go out, I had a tape, double tape recorder and I used to go out and try car door handles and if I found a car door handle open, I'd have a look in there for some tapes and I can remember I had two tapes. I had Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms yeah. And I had another tape. I can't remember what that one was. Though. And they were all I used to listen to. I still, I've still got that Dire Straits album now. Not that same one, but I've got a copy of the same album. So that's like my probably my first musical memory. Yeah. I Did you learn music at school at all? I didn't. I got expelled when I was twelve. Like okay. first year of senior school. Did you do any at primary school? Did they, you know, did you get a musical instrument? Did you get a recorder or anything like that? No, I learned to play a recorder when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, but I never yeah. really... I didn't I didn't really engage in anything I was asked to do back then because I was always told to do stuff. So anything got... Because a lot of it was trauma and hurt. Yeah. Anytime anybody asked anything, I just dismissed it straight away. Like, yeah. So. so when and why did you first start writing? Because um, I was in segregation in HMP broadcast. And I was literally locked in myself for 23 hours a day for like eight, Lord. about seven or eight, about seven or eight months. I was locked in myself for 23 hours a day. Lordy, lordy, lord. What's yeah. that like? Not very nice. I mean, what, what kind of, how do you manage? You don't. You, you, you don't. You just adapt, isn't it, really? You just adapt. You just, I don't know, me personally, I just used to switch up. Literally just, 
just switch off, just mentally switch off. And add my little hobbies and stuff, insole hobbies that I used to do. And then obviously that um, turned into writing, writing poetry first and then lyrics. Yeah. And had you, like what gave you the idea to write poetry rather than, I don't know, a story? I don't know. Um, I think writing a story is a lot more in-depth than writing a poem. And at the time, I didn't, I wasn't fully aware of the logistics of writing. I didn't know there was different styles of writing and stuff like that. I just literally needed an outlet for my emotions. So what did you get out of it? Well, I got a lot, to be honest. I got a lot. Where should I start? Because you have to remember as well, Start the Bloodshed UK was actually written in that seven months. Oh, right. Stop the, yeah, Stop the Bloodshed UK was actually written in Parker Segregation Unit during that seven months. So, and as you know, that's took me to a lot of places today. So, in the in the beginning, it took me, it gave me confidence, a little bit of confidence, gave me a little bit of self-esteem. It um, tired me out because I was putting oh. emotions into it. So it tired me out mentally, which made my body tired, which helped because obviously I needed to sleep because I was in segregation. So nothing better to do than get tired and go to sleep. Um, it made me feel like I'd let off steam kind of thing, like going to the gym. I felt like I'd done something. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like an achievement. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say it was rewarding or made me feel good or anything at that time because I was just I was just literally trying to tick away the minutes of each day, like every second yeah. can just get it gone. So yeah, I wouldn't say it felt rewarding or I felt like I'd achieved anything. It just felt like I'd yeah, achieved something in the sense of maybe I just finished a really hard physical circuit in the gym or I'd just run oh, yeah. a at full pelt or whatever. Yeah. But it felt like I'd I'd let off and released yeah. a bit, so to speak. So moving on a little bit then, I guess, because I don't suppose anyone was really involved with your writing while you were in segregation, but who, like, since then has been important players in your creative life? Um, yourself. Oh, Jermaine. Yeah. <laughs> well, well a willing good. witness, definitely. Yourself, um, Naji Wavy. Yeah, um, Kieran Walsh in the whole of soft touch, but as you know, Kieran in, in particular. Yeah. Um, Birmingham says no. Big up Birmingham says no. Mm -hmm. Registered charity there. Um, my friend Justin Diverted Root Morris. He's got his own clothing range and he's also an artist as well. And I've learned a lot from him. Um, team attentive and Montel Newfield. I learned a lot from him. He's a social enterprise in Luton. Uh, Thrift VIP, who I think you're familiar with, Madeline Warner, she wrote a blog about me. Yeah. Like, I've learned a lot from her when it comes to writing and stuff as well. Um, HQ and Yasin, I've learned yeah. a lot from those guys over at HQ. Um, Stackhouse Entertainment, another studio in Leicester. I've learned yeah. quite a bit from those guys. Um the lab, Leicester Art Space as well. 
I've learned a lot from those guys. So yeah, there's 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 a whole there's a whole spectrum of people that I, I learn from. And, and do I've, you think you go around these places with your ears and your eyes wide open, like wet, kind of soaking up? Yeah, definitely positive information and just yeah, different perspectives. Yeah, you're probably in a as good a place as any to kind of comment on what what Leicester's art scene is like. In fact, less. Do you know what musically? Um, I don't know about arts on a whole, but I do know musically at the in a minute. Leicester's on stuff. There's a lot, a lot of positive music coming out of Leicester at the minute, and there's a lot, a lot of artists in Leicester at the moment. Um, the art scene, I don't know on a whole. I only really know about the Monfort Uni and Soft Touch, really. Yeah. yeah. Anything it is outside, interesting. Of, yeah. Anything the, outside of Soft Touch, it's not, I don't really, oh, then you've got Cosmopolitan Carnival, I suppose, but that's just once a year, ain't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice thing, though, isn't it? You did that, didn't you, one year? Yeah, I performed. Not last year, the year before, I believe, or might have been the year before. I think it's 2008 yeah. or 19. Met, yeah. You've met Amanda at, so, yeah. at Cosmopolitan. I don't, I don't know if I actually ended up meeting. Did I actually meet Amanda? Oh right. Oh so, well, you you can't. She's a memorable person. You definitely remember. We've we've podcasted Amanda on here as well, and she is just yeah. She's really a force of nature, which yeah. is great. Yeah. So you kind of you go around and 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 you learn uh, pretty fast, I would say, and. I was thinking, what what advice? If there is, if you're looking at what advice would you give to others who were thinking about? Like, I, I think we probably should describe what your art form is, really, for the benefit of our listeners. I know you know, but they don't know. <laughs> what is your art form? Um, I don't I don't think I fall into any particular genre, so to speak, because. Like I said, I've, I've slacked off a bit on the writing poetry, but I do write poetry. I write lyrics. I make music. Um, I've designed my own logo. I've got another little phrase that I keep saying on Facebook that I've that one of my one of my good good friends, well, his nephew, has actually turned it into a logo and put it on a hoodie. But then he's had a lot of personal issues going on in his life and he's just got back on track and I think he might take himself in a different direction. So because I was the one that originated the actual phrase, I might, yeah, portfolio that as my second logo, so to speak. So, yeah, I create um, design logos. I've got my own printing equipment at home, as you know, as well, and I print cups, plates, fridge magnets, shopping bags, um hoodies tracksuit bottoms hats t-shirts um clocks floor mats phone cases like literally cats, cats dogs anything oh passing God. by <laughs> yeah. anything, anything that's positive and creative i'm willing to get yeah. involved with yeah. and as you know when i was at soft touch i was using the laser etching machine quite a lot as well yeah but can can people contact you for printing well, yeah, anything, anything, any personalised prints, yeah. football, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas. I've got you covered, man. I've got something for all. So let's put a, we'll put a link in at the end on this podcast um, for people to get in touch for Jermaine yeah. cool, to do man. printing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah, what and so yeah, you're kind of a production rapper, uh what would you say pretty urban style compared to like your orchestral players, you're an urban musician. Yeah, so what kind of advice would you give to others who were saying, Yeah, I'd like to do what you do, Jermaine? What do it. Watch it. Do it. literally just do it and the reason i say that is because if you've got and if you want to do something that's your instincts telling you that to try it yeah the thing that's holding you back is self-doubt and what everybody else might think or might not think yeah forget about that it doesn't matter today is gonna pass regardless of what happens today today is gonna pass and one day tomorrow is not gonna come so you don't want to go to wherever it is we go without with, with regrets and thinking, oh, I wish I tried that. So just do it. What's the worst that can happen? Just do it. I'd say that's really good advice. And I think you certainly inspired a lot of us in that, in that to do that and just like not not be so precious. Just go out and give it a go. I was told my whole life that I couldn't do a lot, anything at all, really. And since I've broke that chain and realised that I can do anything, anything I put my mind to, I can do it. So yeah, and you've done quite a lot of those things as well because you've got some records out, some recordings. Yeah, I've got an um, album out. It's been out since last year now, I believe. And I'm just currently working on a new album at the minute, but you're not going to get to hear that because I've got a plan. I'm going to record ten songs. And I'm not going to release any of them until I've done a video for every song. So you're going to get an audio. When I release it, you're going to get an audio CD with a DVD. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. great. And are you working yeah. with a filmmaker? Yeah, I've got a few videos. Like, like I said, Stock okay. the UK yeah. literally has took me all over the country. Yeah. So I've got camera people, video people. I've got literally, my phone book's amazing right now, like literally. I think because you just, because you're outside a lot of the time, because when you first started your Stop the Bloodshed, you were literally out on the streets talking to people. And that yeah, was I, well, I was, when I, when I started Stop the Bloodshed UK, I was actually homeless. Yeah. But um, I still go out and do my street stuff to, to this day. I went out yesterday. I went to Milton Keynes City Centre yesterday for two about two and a half hours, just got in before the rain. So I've been out for the last three Sundays. I am actually can't wait for the weather to pick up so I can get back out every weekend because I struggle to get out throughout the week at the minute because of work and stuff. So Yeah. But talking to people face to face, that's so powerful. And it's what yeah. so many people aren't doing because we're hide behind computers. And you think it can all be done digitally? It can't. You can't. It still cannot do better than face to face, can you? No, you can't. You have to remember this: these online Zoom meetings and stuff. Now, they are the new. These are the new newspaper. Your Facebook and your phone is the new newspaper. It's the modern day newspaper. How many people get up in the dawning, log into Facebook, read all their notifications, have a quick scroll down, see what people are up to, either before. Or while they're still making their cup of tea for the dawning. True. I'd say a big majority of people. A big majority. Yeah, me included. That's right. That is absolutely right. Yeah. 
So it's the new newspaper. So you, you're right. It's not going to have the same impact being done digitally. Because what people can do, pick it up, look at a post on Facebook, and then go shopping and forget all about it. Same as when you've read the newspaper, you put it in the magazine, right? You go out, you forget about it. Yeah. You might feel, you might have feelings for it while you're reading it. Oh, poor person, or can't believe yeah. you do that. But the minute you put that paper down, forgotten. Yeah. So is there anything that gets in the way of you doing your creative activity? I'm thinking, is there like barriers in thinking, God, you know, really that really stops me from doing what I need to be doing? Not particularly, no. Um, COVID and the lockdown didn't help because um, I had invitations to other people's events where they wanted me to speak yeah. and perform and they cancelled due to council regulations or whatever, whatever. Me, I would have just turned up and done it anyway. But obviously, yeah. <laughs> obviously, I've just I've got to follow guidelines. Well, I've not got to follow guidelines, but I have to follow. If someone's put an event on and cancelled it, I can't point to signing up if no one's going to be there. Yeah. So that's the only hindrance. But for me personally, being myself and doing what I do, there's not been mm. unless you put me back in the prison cell, you've not really got much chance of stopping me from doing what I want to do. <laughs> so. And is there anything about? music and arts worlds that you would like to change it's more about society in the big wider world that i'd like to change in favor of arts and crafts not the other way around it's yeah. Not really. <laughs> yeah. literally, literally you can't i can't say a negative about arts and crafts there's not there's not really a negative to it here here yeah so yeah. But I do believe in the world of arts and crafts there's something for everybody anyway. I think I think that's really good to hear. Uh, I'd obviously agree. <laughs> being the, reason, the, reason, the reason I say that, though, is it's not hard to work out. It's like, as a society as a whole, we will run away and we'll save our wages up for, or go and commit crime or do whatever it takes in order to go and buy a Montclair jacket or a Dolce & Gabbana hat or this or that. We we go out and buy things that decorate our homes and put pictures up and things like this, but we're never told that we can do it ourselves. Yeah. When, when I walk in, because of my printing equipment and obviously being at Soft Touch and stuff now, when I used to go into craft shops and I see something, I'd be like, wow, that's really nice, ain't it? That's wicked. Now I walk in the shop and I just think, what machine did they use to make that? Where can I get one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's it. Yeah. So, it's that it's that same um, old saying about if you give give someone a fish or teach them how to fish. Yeah. If you give someone a fish, he's going to eat the fish. He's going to want more fish. If you teach him how to fish, you'll never hear from him again. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Like Clinton cards and places like that are never going to see me ever again. I've got two printers in my bedroom. I've and, and my list, my range of products is that vast now. I've got I've got a normal inkjet printer, so I can print my own birthday cards. Yeah, yeah. and the rate, my range of products is that vast. Yeah, I got birthday presents, Christmas presents, and everything till yeah till whenever. True. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, as even my missus, my, my partner said something to me the other day about she wanted something. I was like, just send me the picture. I'll go and print one for you. <laughs> Well, this is this is um, 
a good a good place to say i think um you know people listening should take heart from this and know that you know like you're such an inspiration that you make a decision to do something and then you do it and come what may nothing puts you off no and i can remember a you actually said to me that i should change my middle name to resilience but you know what it is it's like i think i don't know what it is i think i'm just that way tuned anyway but because of my lifestyle that i've had and the experiences that i've been through i can't go through anything worse than what i've already been through do you know what i mean so i just like i said now just do it what's the worst that could happen just try it so you'll always get get back on your feet yeah it's only a worst case scenario we're going to lose a bit of money a bit of credibility or something I don't know depending on what you do wrong but I can't Is there's so much that we won't do because of what we think in life from fear yeah yeah, yeah. through fear of fear yeah. of the unknown or just fear of yeah. being told because we're told that we can't we're told that we can't yeah but we're told we're told that all these literally subliminally we're told that all these designer labels are doing something special and we can't do it mate you've got an you've got an embroidery machine and a power supply yeah and And special sewing techniques yeah and i found out two months ago because i thought embroidery machines were like three grand five grand like a lot of money yeah i've just found out recently you can get home embroidery machines for 800 pounds is that the next venture? It's a follow-up between that and the laser etching machine. Are you in the in the market for for either or both? If anyone's got either lying around, get in touch with Drum and Brass, or yeah, definitely. Uh, um, start the Blue yeah, Shed UK. <laughs> yeah, this year's this year's objectives are one uh, a van. I'm gonna get myself a van. I've only got a motorbike license, so I want to pass my driving test as well and get a driving license. And also to get this 10 track, 10 video project off the ground. I've already recorded some one. So, but the, yeah, the laser etching machine and the embroidery machine, I think I'm going to leave them till next year. The embroidery machine, I do believe I'll be able to afford that for my birthday. So Brilliant. all I'll have left after that is the laser etching machine. Because the reason I want to get a van is that'll make me mobile, I can travel a lot more easier. And I'm also going to put the printing equipment I've got at home, I'm gonna put it in the back of the van. So then I can right. I can do I can do my own events and stuff then as well. So, so that yeah. you heard it first here. That's the next you will see you will see a big white van with Stop the Bloodshed UK all over it. Yeah. I promise you, coming to a city near you. Oh, I look I'm forward to that. I'm going to max power it out inside so it's got all the speakers and all that. So I, I could just open the slide door and stand there with a mic and perform. So, brilliant, yeah. Kendall calling. Little, yeah, I love my printing equipment. So I'm already thinking about um, doing a market stall at Milton Keynes in the next month or so as well. So. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing you in Cumbria if you're ever up up this way with the van. Once I get on, once I get on the road, this is gas game over. I'm just skidding up at Glastonbury and all sorts. Like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds excellent. Well, 
Listen, Jermaine, it's always a pleasure talking to you. It's really good to catch yeah. up with your latest ventures because it's kind of an unstoppable force at the moment. And um, thrilled that you've taken this time to speak to us. Um, we'll put links to your website. Um, Just Jermaine Davis, Facebook. Jermaine Davis. Is that I-E-S or I-S? Is just Jermaine's one word with capital J's. Thank you so much. No worries. You've been listening to Sounds of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass, a community interest company focusing on music for community well-being, with safety, inclusivity, and diversity at its core. You'll have heard in the recording that Jermaine Davis overcame so much in his life. Through his poetry and work under the name of Stop the Bloodshed UK, he fought really hard to protect others. Jermaine was liked and admired by all he met, and he was a true inspiration. Thank you for listening, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and you'll hear about the next episode as soon as it drops. And do take a look around the Drum and Brass website, drumandbrass.co.uk, to find out about our many other projects. We would like to thank our funding partners, the National Lottery and Leicestershire County Council, to our producers, Davina Wilson, and to our technical support, John Sinclair. Drum and Brass, putting music in the community and the community in music. Thank you.